Alright, welcome everybody to episode 5 of Not For Thought. Glad you're here. Uh, today, I got some marijuana and coffee. It's almost 11am again. We'll see how long I keep up with this, with the daily podcast uploads. You know, I'm not picking up any traction yet, so... We'll see what happens. Not that I really care, because at the end of the day, it's nice to just have an outlet to talk to about psychedelics specifically, and really anything I'm feeling like talking about, I suppose. But yeah, I was just listening to some Iron Maiden, and fucking hell, that band is so good. If you haven't listened to any Iron Maiden, you should, if you're into rock music, because they're fucking really good. I'm not into 80s music, but Iron Maiden is just so fucking incredible. And just a quick little idea I had that I guess originated sort of from Iron Maiden because I think that they're so fucking good. I was just thinking about destiny and I guess fate and how it really does seem like some people are just destined to do certain things, you know? When it comes to the people in Iron Maiden, they're just such an incredibly well-made band. And yeah, they're not talked about, they're not super mainstream, which I kind of like. But it also makes it to where, you know, they're not really ever talked about a whole lot. Except for like people that were born in the 80s. Maybe in the 80s they were probably really fucking popular. But, you know, 40 years later, they're not really the talk of the town so to speak anyways i was just thinking about that about destiny and it really does seem like some people are just meant to discover certain hobbies i guess that turn into careers you know like i feel like most people start stuff when they're kids that end up becoming really huge like i'm guessing most of the guitarists in iron maiden were playing for a long time before they created a band and definitely before iron maiden anyways i just think i don't know same with youtube channels you know it it seems like some youtube channels were just destined for success success (laughs) anyways let's get into my second weekend of DMT. So I guess I didn't realize most people don't smoke as much DMT as I do. (laughs) I was watching a lot of podcasts, especially Joe Rogan, talking about his different DMT experiences. And he has this one video, well, this one podcast, where he's talking about how he did three, how he had three DMT trips in a day. And everybody on the podcast is like, whoa, bro, that's crazy. And I'm sitting there watching the video like, that's not that impressive. My first night, which I've talked about in my first episode, I smoked well over four times in that night. Yeah, I didn't have a breakthrough, but I was planning on it a couple of those times, even though it didn't happen. Anyways, so I don't know. I just thought that that was something that I should bring some attention towards was the fact that I guess I've smoked a lot 
<laughs> it's not that I've smoked for very long. Like, I've only had DMT for a very short period of time. Anyways, so second weekend after the first weekend. So I, I should also mention that I extract my own DMT. So I wanted DMT for a long ass time before getting it. I wanted DMT. I was thinking about doing it since like, I think junior year of high school. I might have mentioned this on the first podcast. I can't remember. But I had a drug dealer friend that um, would constantly get me acid and I'm sure I've talked about him. He would constantly get me acid and shrooms and he was always offering to give me some DMT. And I wasn't necessarily against it, but it was very intimidating to me because, you know, it's it's a much higher level of a drug, especially when it comes to psychedelics. Psychedelics in general are not a gateway drug for a reason, you know? Marijuana is because it's very functionable, you know, especially the more that you do it, you build a tolerance that makes it to where you can pretty easily function doing anything. Um, you may not be as efficient as you would be sober, but that doesn't change the fact that you can still function way easier and do a lot more with weed than you can on really any other drug, but especially psychedelics. I mean, that's one of those drugs that you really shouldn't be anywhere but home when you do them or with friends at friends' houses and stuff. I don't think it's something that you should like, oh, I'm going to go shopping today. Let me drop a tab, you know, or, oh, I have school today. There was a person in my high school that dropped acid and had a fucking bad trip and got caught. So I just wouldn't recommend doing that. It was, okay, total side rant. (laughs) So this was, I think my sophomore, no, it would have been junior year because I knew what he was doing and I definitely wouldn't have any time before that because I started doing drugs and stuff my junior year of high school. So I had this friend who was, I already knew was like smoking weed and stuff. And anyways, she had this other friend in one of my classes and she was sitting next to him one day, which is different because usually she would like sit near me. And I didn't really think much of it. But at one point we have like a little, oh, we're going to have a bathroom break. Everybody like go walk around for five minutes. She comes over to me and she's like, yo, blah, blah, blah is having a bad trip. And I was like, okay, that's kind of stupid to be doing that at school, but whatever. And I go to the bathroom. I'm gone for a little while. I'm coming back and I see the security guard, one of the security guards from the school, taking him to the fucking principal's office. So he got caught. Either somebody overheard them talking or overheard her telling me my friend telling me that like he's having a bad trip anyways don't go to school and do acid that's just so dumb make sure you're in an environment where you can relax and where you're not going to overwhelm yourself and where people aren't going to overwhelm you you know yeah choose the right people to do it around choose the right situations i will say that there's times we're going into public on psychedelics can be beneficial very rarely like when you go to a concert um that 
or if when you're going into nature and you know you're going to be on like a hike with friends and it's going to be a very calm, safe environment, that that would be nice too. Other than that, oh, my cat just destroyed my little studio area. <sighs> it's okay. It's alright. Totally forgot what I was talking about though. So, um, let's get into what I went out and caught after that first weekend. I think I mentioned this a little bit on the first podcast, uh, but I got a bunch of Hindu statues, some Buddha statues, um, I got a bunch of sage, some Palo Santo, some crystals, and I think that was about it. I also got a little box to put everything into, and it was all from... Oh, I did mention this. I'm sure I did. On that third poc- first podcast, it's called Nepal Tibet Imports in Fort Collins in Colorado. If you ever get the chance to go there and you're into Hinduism or anything like that, that's the place to go. Anyways, I picked up a bunch of really, really cool spiritual, religious uh, paraphernalia, I guess, and, um, yeah, I felt like it added a sense of guidance, I guess, with my DMT trips, but anyways, so the crystals that I got, I'll talk about that pretty briefly, so I got mostly ones that were focused towards, uh, spiritual, not necessarily guidance i don't want to say that i can't remember what it said like one thing was psychic powers it like enhances psychic abilities or something like that and the other one was like has gives more insight into spiritual ideas and stuff like that just crystals like that is what i got not necessarily healing crystals i mean get whatever you want but i'm just saying for me specifically i got ones that were like focused to help help me um kind of enhance my spiritual journey i guess but you can get whatever i also got like an amethyst cluster and a couple other ones that i already had i also had these oh what are they called they're oh see they're chinese one sec Okay, they're called Chinese health balls. And if you've ever been into like a metaphysical store or anything like that, you've probably seen these. And I got these so long ago. My mom was always into metaphysical and spiritual stuff. Mom is also really religious, which is interesting. Like very Christian, but then also has a lot of very spiritual ideas anyways so yeah i think a huge part of me probably got my interest from my mother into that kind of crap i guess i shouldn't call it crap into the metaphysical items you know crystals and i'm not really into tarot my mom is and i've had some friends that were really into it but um i myself not really and I am into just like, uh, I don't know how to put it. <clears throat> I like following different religions and learning about them, but not actually having faith towards them, if that makes sense. Anyways, so let's talk about 
some of my rituals before I smoked DMT. So the second weekend, you know, I would start off the day, I think it was Saturday. It was either Saturday or Sunday, because I didn't go as hard. I think I realized without hearing it from other people that I was smoking a bit much, that I was just going a little hard. I mean, I was literally smoking a lot, and I was just, like, doing it too frequently, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I gotta stop saying if that makes sense. Nobody's here to confirm it. <laughs> so, I'll start off the day by just smudging my apartment. I live in a studio apartment, which sucks. <laughs> so, it does make it easy to smudge it, though. Uh, I'll light up my sage, and I'll smudge my apartment, like, a couple times throughout the day. And then, uh, yeah, so that's about it for the smudging of my apartment. That's what I do at the beginning of the day. I just try and calm myself, keep my mind focused on spiritual guidance from me. That's That's really what I want from DMT, usually, is just... A spiritual journey and a connection with not necessarily God, but something other than humans. <laughs> um, yeah. Back to how I get my DMT. If you look up, I would recommend just doing the research behind it yourself. But to give you a brief idea of what you're in for, if you do want to extract or basically make your own DMT, you'll go on to Google and, or a browser, whatever and search up mimosa hostilis root bark for sale. That will bring up usually a couple websites. The one that I use, I think, is called Botanical Roots or Mimosa Root. One of those. I think both of them are like owned by the same company anyways. So. Sorry if you can hear that truck. It took about two and a half weeks to get this delivered. It came all the way from Germany. And keep in mind, I said that I've been waiting for DMT for years, years and years. So, you know, because I had that drug dealer friend that was always offering to give me DMT, but then I moved towns, and I have no idea if he even still does that kind of stuff anymore. Because I know that he has, like, a job and a girlfriend, and it's like a somewhat of a regular dude now. Um, I guess not a regular dude, just doesn't do that kind of stuff anymore. So, yeah, I so I decided one day, I mean, I had known about the mimosa root bark. Why is it so hard for me to say right now? The mimosa root bark for a while. I had known about it, and I knew that I could get it online. I just didn't want to submit my credit card or my debit card. No serious banking information to some random foreign, literally foreign website. I was just worried that I was going to get hacked and have a bunch of money stolen out of my account. But then I realized, why don't I just get a gift card that I put money, like a Visa gift card, put money onto that. And then buy online and that way if they try and steal a bunch of money from me they literally can't so that's what I did I put I think like 70 bucks onto a Visa gift card and yeah it was I think just about $70 for for 400 grams of Mimosa Hostilis bark 
root root bark and that's like four and a half extractions because it's about a hundred grams per extraction and you can find a YouTube video on how to extract it that works that I've been using and it works perfect I mean I've literally smoked the DMT that I've extracted through this method on YouTube and I would recommend doing it that way there's a couple of videos oh man I would just look up DMT extracting and you know what let me shout out the the YouTube channel that I think does the best job okay so it's flavor lab dabs that video <coughs> shows it best excuse me that video of DMT extraction is the best in my opinion because there's some other ones on YouTube but they're very non descriptive I guess they don't explain anything it's just like I think it's by I don't know I can't remember the YouTube channel name but they just like don't explain anything that they're doing it's just this video of somebody doing the extraction but there's no explanation behind it at all and then there's other videos that like talk way too much like there's this hour-long video that I watched at one point and it was just a waste of time I learned just as much in this 10 video 10 minute video that I did in an hour-long video so I would just recommend watching that video I'm pretty sure he says everything that you need like I said, you can get the Momosa Hostilis. Everything else you can get on Amazon. Like there's sodium hydroxide, which is a weird chemistry chemical. But you can get that on Amazon. So anyways, after I extract it, I like to get some Palo Santo. And I'll light that and let the smoke just kind of go over what, whatever um, is holding my DMT, whatever container... I have my DMT and sometimes I'll even like bless it as the last step in the DMT extraction is to let it freeze precipitate you basically just put it into the freezer you put this liquid into the freezer and it overnight it'll freeze the DMT and then you basically just filter out the liquid and you have DMT left over but I'll sometimes bless it with the Palo Santo uh, as it's in the freezer and when I extract or actually put it into the container that I'll keep it in but anyways so after that I'll put it into this box that I have and I kind of briefly said this I got it from the Nepal Tibetan Imports this store that has a bunch of Hindu and Buddhism and spiritual, metaphysical, you name it. Um, I got this box there, which was one of the things that I had on my list. I had this, I had this pretty long list of things that I wanted to get from a metaphysical and this Nepal Tibet imports store. Anyways, a box was one of the things and I found exactly what I wanted. It was a little bit overpriced, I will say that. I love that store, and compared to some of the other places that I've been to, it's not that bad, because all stores like that, it truly is a bunch of stuff from Nepal, which is really far, you know, it makes sense that everything is uh, 
pretty high priced and honestly it's not as bad as it should be for being imported from that far away like I got this scarf that I fucking love and I can't wait to actually wear when I trip because I don't think I have no I have I had to have that that second weekend I'm gonna get into a story here about my uh probably my most intense DMT trip I've had so far like almost a breakthrough but not anyways yeah that's coming up but I yeah so back to this box it was one of the things that I had on my list right I had I had quite a bit on my list and after after spending god I don't know three hundred dollars on spiritual metaphysical little statues all sorts of shit all sorts of things <laughs> I finally felt pretty satisfied oh back to the scarf that's what I was talking about the scarf is amazing it's made out of a certain material it's like shimmy shasha i don't know <laughs> i probably just butchered the hell out of that i definitely did i can't remember the name of it but it's a certain type of material that's really different it's really smooth and silky feeling i don't know how to explain it but it was some really nice material and I could just tell that it was nothing you would buy here in the U.S. Like, it wasn't cotton. It was something that was not from the U.S., clearly. Anyways. <clears throat> so, yeah, I spent probably about $300 on, on different things across two weekends, I think. And, yeah. So, I like to set up a bit of an area before I smoke. I kind of talked about this on the first podcast. You know, I'll have a little area on my bed where I'll sit and I'll like set up some pillows so that I'm not just laying up against my wall and it's a little bit more comfortable. It's still not great. I wish I had a couch or like a giant beanbag chair. You can look up on YouTube. <laughs> I'm always shouting people out. You can look up on YouTube another video of somebody smoking DMT uh, it's by a channel called Drugs Lab and they're a Dutch YouTube channel so you'll have to read subtitles but they have two videos of them smoking DMT and I don't know why I brought that up oh because of the beanbag chair there's a guy named Bastion who smokes DMT and in one of the videos and he's in this huge beanbag chair. It just looks so fucking comfortable. And it looks like just meant for DMT smoking. <laughs> or just a couch. But like I said, I'm in a studio apartment. So I have a big bed and a little chair. And those are my options. And I guess the floor too. But my floor is so gross. And who wants to sit on a fucking wooden floor? That doesn't sound fun, especially for DMT, because you want to be as comfortable as possible, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so so I like to set up, you know, a little area for me to sit and whatnot. And the second weekend, I remember fucking around for like, I don't know how long, trying to get an area set up. 
you know, like I set up some pillows on my floor so that I wasn't just sitting on the wooden floor and like set up a pillow behind me and that was uncomfortable so then I like tried to set my chair and I was worried I was gonna like just drop shit because it's just a chair and I could easily like throw my arms on the side and just like throw the fucking oil burner pipe and shit so I finally decided to set up my bed right and then I'm like all right, let me get everything else. So I have all these statues, I incense and sage and crystals and a lot to set up. So I grab this little, not an ottoman, it's like, it's like a stool, basically. We'll just call it that. And I set up the, my statues and I set up my Chinese health balls and... I get it all ready, I get all my stuff out, I start lighting sage, I usually like to light, I have two different kinds of sage, I have white sage and then I have a copal mixed sage with something else, it doesn't really smell great honestly and it's really hard to light, but yeah, so I'll light the white sage usually and just I'll try and get that one to basically burn like an incense and then I'll take the other one and just like use that one to kind of smudge the area and smudge myself. Oh, another thing. I have this feather. I feel like I should mention that I find shamanism to be very interesting. I'm not trying to copy it or anything like that because I'm sure some people would hear what I'm about to say and think like this dude's a total wannabe shaman which isn't entirely wrong but at the same time I am very respectful of things like that I know that that's not a right that I even feel like I have so I find shamanism to be fascinating and I sometimes practice it but I would never ever consider myself to be a shaman so let me just say that before anything else so I have like these prayer beads that I actually haven't used yet because I just got them recently. I just got them a couple days ago. Um, yeah, I got these prayer beads that I cannot wait to wear while I'm tripping. That with the scarf and then my statues and oh my gosh, and the sage. And I also got these other things to light. And yeah, I can't wait to, to trip on DMT again. It's going to be fun. But so... I have my white sage that I like to light and just kind of let burn and then I have that other sage that I'll use to smudge and I have this feather that I use as a smudging wand and that's where I feel like people are going to be like this dude's a total wannabe shaman with his prayer beads and his scarf his his fucking smudge wand <laughs> I like I said I find it all very fascinating but not considering myself a shaman at all and I just think it also helps with something like DMT it feels like I'm watching over myself and like something else is watching over me like these Hindu and Buddha and all these different gods and the, the shaman way is kind of watching over me in a sense you know and just spiritual entities in general that's what the whole idea behind sage is you know is just to positive spiritual energy so anyways so I'll get everything set up smudge everything smudge myself use the 
wand, and I usually have my box near me too. Anyways, so yeah, I decide to load up quite a bit. I think I had, no I didn't, <clears throat> I was gonna say I think I had a scale, which I did, but it was such a crappy scale. It was a $30 scale that didn't even do what I wanted. And now it's too late to fucking return it. Ugh, waste of $30. I should like try and sell it on eBay, but then I'm like, whoever gets it on eBay is gonna be very disappointed. Because it sucks. Even though it's literally the most expensive scale I've ever bought. And it's the worst at the same time. Yeah, so I think I weighed out... I don't know, because the scale was so crappy. But I think I weighed out about 50 milligrams, which is... I think a standard dose is like 20 to 50 milligrams. So I decide to do 50, of course, and I put it into the whale burner, and I'm still kind of figuring it out. I'm not, even now, I'm not entirely sure how to use it. I think it just takes some practice, I guess, but I feel like I'm wasting it. I feel like I'll light it, and then I'll let it burn for way too long and I feel like I'm just wasting it or I feel like I get the lighter too close and it's almost like burning it instead of just uh melting it and, and vaping it basically or whatever it's doing oiling it oil burning it <laughs> um so anyways I take a hit and god that first hit is always so weird it just coats your mouth and this sour weird taste and it just it covers every fucking inch if it's not just i feel like you don't just taste it on your tongue i feel like your whole mouth tastes it it's not just your tongue you know if that makes sense anyways and then i take another hit and i think because i really wanted to break through so i was trying to push myself and i think i got a third no i definitely got a third i think i might have even gotten a fourth but like I said, I think I was doing it wrong because I was still getting used to the oil burner. You know, I was probably wasting a ton of it. So anyways, I think I get three hits in and I close my eyes, right? And this is crazy because when I close my eyes, I thought that they were still fucking open because there was this bright orange light at the bottom of my vision. And then there's this just like huge grid that appeared in my vision and just kind of like moved around for a little bit as this bright orange light was right at the bottom of my vision. I remember as this was happening, I thought that my eyes were still open. And then after I came out of it, I realized like, no, I, I was just seeing that with my eyes closed. I was seeing just like some bright orange light at the bottom of my vision, but that was it. That was probably the closest that I came to a DMT trip. I was really trying to. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna tough it out. I'm not gonna let the the nasty taste, the harshness get to me. <laughs> I'm gonna toughen through it. I'm gonna try and get at least three hits. And I just couldn't do it. Cause that was the other thing that was holding me back on the first weekend was that I didn't know if you could overdose on DMT. And there's honestly not much research, but basically you don't overdose on it, but if you're taking 5-MeO DMT, 
you can have respiratory failure which is just like lung failure and obviously that can be pretty life-threatening but that's 5-MeO DMT and 5-MeO DMT DMT in holy shit DMT in general isn't something to be messing around with you know so 5-MeO DMT I really haven't heard anything good about it I mean I have but I've also heard mostly scary and terrifying things about it compared to regular uh and then dimethyltryptamine instead of 5-MeO so anyways you're basically just wasting it <laughs> if you're like loading more than 50 milligrams into an oil burner you're not gonna overdose or anything if you're doing NN dimethyltryptamine regular DMT what most people think of if you're doing that you're good and like I said if you're extracting from mimosa hostilis that's NN dimethyltryptamine that's what most people get DMT from is mimosa hostilis it's just trustworthy and contains so much I mean it contains like less than one percent because like I said out of a hundred grams of mimosa hostilis you end up getting like I don't know not even a gram probably you get like probably a gram I don't know I haven't actually weighed it I should try that sometime because I've extracted three times now because I thought I was going to sell some and then the person who wanted some ended up having some issues come up so anyways yeah that was my DMT for my second weekend definitely not the second time because like I said that first weekend I was smoking a lot and it caught up with me pretty quick I think I realized pretty quickly that that's not something you can do very often because with shrooms you know I was doing shrooms a lot and I was enjoying it and I felt like I was learning a lot but I felt like I wanted to expand on something more I wanted to move up to the next thing and that was DMT and that's when I began to look into it and then eventually ended up getting it and doing it but after doing mushrooms you know, you know mushrooms are much less intense even in their most intense form you know they don't really compare to dmt except for length you know obviously a shroom trip lasts way longer than dmt trip but yeah i think that kind of sums it up for my rant today i'm hoping to smoke some dmt this weekend i had a friend that is interested but i don't think he realizes what he's in for <laughs> Because he has smoked DMT before, but he just made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. When I was talking to him, he was like, oh, you want to do it tonight? Oh, you got you got work, huh? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, but even if I didn't, I mean, like, maybe think about it. <laughs> you know, because it's a big deal, and if you're going to be smoking with me, I want, I want to have a breakthrough. And I would like the people that I'm with have whatever experience they want but if you're going to be smoking dmt with people in a comfortable non-judgmental relaxed setting you might as well go hard you might as well have a breakthrough or at least try you know but anyways um this has been not for thought smoke some weed and have a nice day